Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PursuitsGrowRoom.com. In this week's Grow Guides, we're going to take a deep dive into hydroponics. We're going to discuss different kinds of hydroponic mediums and the pros and cons of those mediums as well. Hopefully, after listening to this episode, you can make a good decision on which type of hydroponic medium will work best for your grow. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something. And if you have any questions, of course, pop over to PersiesGrowRoom.com, start a thread, and we'll be able to help you out over there. But without further ado, let's get straight into it. Here's the guide on hydroponics. So there are two main ways to growing cannabis, and that's in soil or hydro. And hydro is a pretty big, uh, there's a wide range of different ways when you talk about hydroponics. There's different systems you can use to grow cannabis. You can overdo it in full water, or you can do it with air that just sprays water at the roots, or you can do it in a soilless mediums. There's loads of different, when you say hydro, it's, it's a vast range of different things. There's not one specific medium you can consider hydro. But uh, I suppose the better definition you can come up with is uh, a soilless medium. So you're not using soil in, in the traditional sense you're using uh, hydroponic mediums. So where do we begin with hydroponics? Anybody here grown hydro? I've grown in hydro before, I mean, other than cocoa. I mean, yeah. cocoa is hydro, and that's what I do I was, grow. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, what do you, do you guys consider cocoa hydroponics? Yeah, yeah, it's considered it, it, it is hydro, definitely, because, yeah. you know, it doesn't provide anything by itself. You have to add everything to the cocoa. Right. Yeah. So Makes we sense. used to do the rock wall stuff. That's hydro, no? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots. Blood and drain tables, um, run to waste, all that kind of shit. That's all hydro. Yeah, as long as mm -hmm. you're not, like, doing what I do with super soil, it's, like, a kind of basically you know, generally speaking, is hydro. But when people say hydro, I think most people think of deep water culture. Mm -hmm. um, Rockets right of water or like a, a bathtub yeah. filled with water. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, and people often don't consider things like uh, cocoa or perlite or mm -hmm. uh, like marshes with the rock wall. They wouldn't consider that hydroponics because it's not full water, but it is also hydroponics. You know, that's what we mean when we say soilless medium. Mm -hmm. so there's some big differences which need to uh, be pointed out between soil and hydro. And one of those is the pH difference when you're growing in hydro compared to soil. Uh, you have to monitor the pH a lot more than you would do if you're just growing in soil. It's not like you can just water your plants anymore. The pH has to be specifically between 5.8 and 6.2. They seem to be happy around them stages. And that's if you're in cocoa if you're in DWC or any other type of hydroponics, they usually prefer to be around 5.8 with the pH. So what, what other differences do we have? Well, could you want to cover the next one there? Let me go ahead and, oh, I'm not looking at the show notes, I'm sorry. What? What? <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. Um, you're talking about the pros and pros of, uh, of hydro? Is that uh, the difference between growing in soil and hydro. We just oh. done the pH one, so uh, nutrients next. Oh, nutrient deficiencies, you know, basically, yeah, with, with, hyd with a hydro, nutrient differences. Uh, with hydro, you have to add everything into it. It's like with, with, when you're doing soil grow, you, you're uh, allowing just the microbes in the soil 
to feed your plants basically, but we're in hydro. So every nutrient that your plant needs has to be furnished for the plants in a form that the plants can take it up immediately. So we have to use mostly salt-based uh, nutrients. We, there are some uh, organic nutrients that can work in some soilless mediums like uh, rock wool and, and cocoa. But if, if you're going in strict DWC, a lot of times you have to be very careful about what nutrients you use because you have to be careful that we don't introduce bad microbes into a hydro system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's also, when you're growing in soil as well, you can plant a seed and you don't necessarily have to add any food to that soil for weeks. You know, it could be a month before you need yeah. to add any food to it. But this isn't the same with hydroponic mediums. You have to give the food to the plant every time you water it. Or it should be available in the reservoir at all times. It's not going to just survive on water. You have to feed it to exactly right man if you don't feed your, your uh if and you see this happen quite often people will start off in hydro that just you know just finished the soil growth something like that and they'll they'll try to grow as if they were in soil without mm -hmm. the nutrients being added into it and the plants will just get stunted you know it won't go anywhere you've got to actually push these plants in a hydro system yeah yeah so people would ask you know why would you grow in hydroponics anyway you know, why, why wouldn't you just plant the seed in soil and take the easy route? And it can be considered the easy route when you're growing in soil because it, things can just, uh, you know, look after themselves, really. But when you start to get problems, it can be difficult to fix. And this is one of the benefits of hydro is if you do have issues, then things are pretty easy to fix. You just correct the food and the pH level of the, uh, of the water. And then you then you'll be okay. You know, it's easy to fix. But with soil, it's a little bit harder. There's a longer period in between fixing things. That, that, that's less one of the control. pros. Mm -hmm. Much less, less control. control in soil compared mm -hmm. to to any any type of hydro. As you said, you know, if you if you're the one playing God and you're the one adding all of these all these nutrients at different times, exactly when the plant needs it, it it it's yeah, you're the one doing it all. You don't have to wait. For, for things in the soil to actually start to take effect or for the plant, you know, for the soil to actually change <clears throat> it into an, into the point where it can take it up. You, you're giving it exactly what it needs when it needs it. So speed, I think another side of that, it's, mm -hmm, it's a lot mm -hmm. quicker in a, in a hydro or a soilless medium than it is in soil itself. Yeah. Um, I found that so when I, cause I used to grow in cocoa all the time, which is hydro. And it's not not like I wouldn't say it was full hydro. It's it's like the the middle ground between soil and full mm. hydroponics. You know when you're growing in cocoa. But then when I move it over to soil, I'm there like six weeks. Like fucking hell, what why can't I flower these yet? This is taking fucking ages. So mm. the the cocoa is definitely quicker, especially in the start. The flowering period not so much because you know that's a set amount of time that's given to the plant. And that you know you're talking about how the. Uh... Plants grow a little faster in hydro early on, and mm -hmm, that can be a mm -hmm. big advantage, though, on your auto flowers. Mm, yeah, yeah. That early growth, you can really get a big auto if, if you push them in hydro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure, man. And here's a good pro of uh, hydroponics is less likely to get bugs because there's no soil for the bugs to lay eggs in. Yeah, you mm. can get fungus gnats. I mean, let's, let's be real. Everybody in Cocoa has seen fungus gnats. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can get those pain in the ass. Yeah, existence. They, they won't kill your plants but yeah you're right no. they're aggravating as heck yeah good snakes like fruit fruit get snakes <laughs> <laughs> no. 
You, well, you could maybe keep the snakes in your water reservoir. Snakes in the water reservoir, man. <laughs> That's a huge problem. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I just thought of that joke after smoking some hash. It was a good joke in my head, but not a good joke in real life. Well, we actually had Woody actually got, uh, I think it was leeches in his DWC yeah. res. <laughs> oh, fuck. God damn. Growing leeches. Oh. I don't even know how he managed that. That's definitely a con of hydro. We haven't got there yet. <laughs> leeches. Okay, I'm sorry. We, we, kind of, we drift a little bit here. We'll get you know? to that. The, the mm. leech problem. Hydroponics. <laughs> <laughs> it seems so common. <laughs> And here's another one uh, a pro of hydro is it's easier to water and we mean that like you won't experience underwatering or overwatering of your plants like you can do in soil you know because sometimes the leaves will get a bit droopy because you haven't watered or you know there are different yeah. signs of watering and overwatering you don't really get that in hydroponics as long as your equipment's all set up properly yeah i, I think you can overwater in some hydroponic medias like i think uh I'm not mistaken, rock wool is one of them that you can mess up on if you go too hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, by cocoa, water it all you want. It's just gonna it's gonna run mm -hmm. off and it's gonna be perfect after it. So easy to learn. Yeah. And you say the DWC that. and mediums like that, which are just water, which you're growing your plants in, as long yeah. as the air stones running properly, and you won't see any problems like that. You just mm -hmm. add add water as needed on, on those. Keep the level where you want it. So mm -hmm. easy to control the water levels. Yes, mm -hmm. I think with things like cocoa being that they're, you know, you, you have to stick to the. You got to have yourself a, a method. Like you've got to stick to the the feed schedule because you you're introducing that to the medium to keep the medium moist. If you're if you're running in things like DWC, yeah, you've got that water already there. You're not really having to stress too much about timing on that other than your feeds and ensuring that the ph and everything's still correct but mm -hmm. if you if you miss a feed in cocoa you will notice um so i think that's a that's something to remember too being that cocoa is kind of as we said the middle ground um, i mean those you know, dwc buckets man they they can like go from full till to half full within a day it's crazy how much yeah. water they can drink so yeah, but you can't over, be on top. You can't of it. technically over it if you know what I mean. No, no, like, you, you, you can't, just can't go, go flood then. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, overflow it with a wet tent. Yeah. <laughs> the next one we have here is uh, easier to control how much the plant eats, and we briefly covered that. And that, that's just uh, you, you can control and, and monitor the EC and the pH of the medium to know if the plant's eating too much or not enough, and you can get a nice balance. On what the plant is, uh, on what the plant needs, and what it's using. That's definitely a benefit of uh, hydroponics. Sure. Yeah, yes. pretty much. Take your word for it, man. I'll take your word. You've never <laughs> done hydro, have you, TG? Yeah. I mean, in my early, early days, I used potting soil, which was basically inert, and then I would add, you know, basic newts. I never used like uh, A or kind of A or B or any of these PKs types of things, but more of a general horticultural approach mm -hmm. um not like just the miracle grow shit but uh i never yeah I, I guess you could call that hydro is kind of but not really in the strictest sense in my opinion and then yeah i've, I've just done super soil ever since then so no i'm really actually very inexperienced in in the hydro i know the theory mm -hmm. and stuff but uh, and i've seen setups from you know other 
it's, re- it's really easy to do, man. Co- uh, growing in hydro, whether it be cocoa or just straight up water, it makes things so easy because it's just growing mm-hmm. by numbers. You, know, you can control what the plant eats, what the pH is, you know, the temperature. You can control all this shit. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, on scale at least, you, you mm-hmm. see a lot of the LPs around Canada. Um, and I don't think, well, some of them do living soil and stuff like that, but a lot of them are, are doing aeroponics or straight hydro, you mm-hmm. know, uh, big tables and stuff or or more of a yeah a soilless kind of sort of idea but i mean there is the hype you know that people say that living soil based cannabis tastes better and all that shit too but like i i really would love we need to do data like direct data mm-hmm. comparison to actually prove that because like i've smoked some amazing fucking hydro weed too yeah yeah and you that's know? why I, I mean i've done that the living soil and i've done the hydro and i've produced good weed from both and i've produced bad weed from both Right. You know, it's all about if you're a good grower and you can mm-hmm. dial in your, your system, but mm-hmm. um, there's a reason that hydro, you know, maybe not so much anymore, but back in the, you know, two thousands and the nineties and stuff was synonymous with high quality weed, hydro weed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's something even I remember from like really early on Macklin used to produce the best hydro. Everything else was shit, but mm-hmm. Macklin's hydro was good, you know? We have some cons of hydro as well. So um, Uh, one of the big cons is the amount of equipment you need to start out when you have to go buy the, you know, the buckets or you need air stones, you need the pH meter, EC meter, all all this different stuff, which you pretty much need to make sure that the the grow goes smoothly. Uh, I mean, especially like in DWC and again in the water dominant uh, forms of hydroponics, not like the soilless mediums. But you need air stones for that, and you need to make sure that they're always running. Hmm. And in some cases, you even need um, an, like an aquarium cooler that's going to sit Delish. in the reservoir yeah. to keep the, the temperature of the water at the right temperature because you don't want to mm-hmm. get it too warm. And they ain't cheap either. Then yeah, you also, sorry, much. Equipment. I was just going to agree with you. You definitely seem to need more equipment to do mm-hmm. hydro. And of course, with all those pumps running, then it's going to be a little bit noisier than what you'd have in soil grows, for example, because that was one of my problems. And it's one of the reasons why I moved from DWC, Is it, you know, it was growing upstairs. And if you're in the kitchen downstairs, you can hear right. <laughs> the, the, the air stones just bubbling away all the time. So then I went to Coco and that was much fucking better, man. There's no, there's no air stones and shit like that. And yeah, it's hydro with training wheels, man. Mm-hmm. I'll call it what it is, but you know you can still do really good with it, though. But it's much easier than, than straight up hydro. And of yeah. course, with all the extra equipment, you're gonna have more power usage, and that shit is not cheap nowadays, is it? All no. These energy prices. So if you want to try and cut down on your energy consumption, then going hydroponics probably isn't the right way to go. And while we're talking about energy right there, see, that's also could be a really big negative of hydro is if you're in an area that has intermittent power outages. Mm-hmm. DWC doesn't do well with power outages too mm-hmm. much. Um, you short always term, need... it'll make it, but oh, man, if you go too long, you can lose a lot of stuff. Yeah, You've always got to have the air stones bubbling. And if you don't, yeah. then the plant starts to suffer. So yeah. that, that's something to keep in mind as, as a con of hydro. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we selling it yet? Do people like? <laughs> are people like, yeah, man, I want to fucking go hydro. Because he... <laughs> you haven't brought up the, the leeches yet. Oh gosh, uh, I've never experienced leeches in mine. That's no. a that's a woody thing. 
Yeah, that's the first time I've heard of that too. But uh, I, I guess mean, the, <laughs> the way you sell it though, Mackie, is like with with the pro, we haven't even touched on it is yield. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what really sells people into hydro is yeah. the yield, the potential yield. But it's not necessarily that um, hydro will produce more. It's just it produces more faster. It takes mm-hmm. a couple of weeks off the overall growth cycle if you go through a hydro rather than living soil. In my opinion, anyway, that's how I have found things to be. Mm-hmm. Just takes a little bit longer when you go to soil. But it's a great way to grow and you produce fucking high quality buds from it. Sometimes that can be really fucking dense too. But again, it's just like any other medium. It takes practice to get that shit and know what to expect as the, the plants are growing. But I think I just, the other side, sorry, you go. Oh no, you, you go ahead, man. I'll, I'll speak I was, after. I was just going to say as far as the, the dense buds and things like that, like that's not going to happen with every strain that, that mm-hmm. is strain specific as well. Um, and in some cases, you know, pheno specific. So it's, mm-hmm just you know you know it, it doesn't matter how good a grower you are you're still going to have some sometimes they're just going to be slightly airier than than the last ones and um so bear that in mind too don't get all upset if you dial everything in perfect and you have the perfect run and it's not the most dense rock hard nuggets you've ever had because mm-hmm. ch- chances are you're still going to have a, a top quality smoke it's just not you know, not every not everything's going to be that that rock hard nugget you see on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. What are you saying, TJ? You, well, on Bubble Hog's point, if you do want those rock hard nuggets, I suggest growing crystal inanity and species A four seven two or the cutest. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Brought you by Temple Growing Genetics. Yeah. yeah anyway. they, were, they were pretty yes. solid. So they, yeah. like, they, they, they were pretty good. They get pretty hard. Um, they're no fucking you know golf balls. But, uh, well, they do look like golf balls, but you couldn't use them as a golf ball. They got some little cush to them, mm-hmm. squish to them. But anyway, what I was going to say, I don't know if it was mentioned, but about hydro being a good thing about hydro. You know, if you're in a place where you don't want people to see all this fucking garbage, you know, mixing soil, bags of soil in yep. your yard, it's a lot easier to keep kind of under the radar because you don't have as much waste because, you know, you're just mm-hmm. water. You don't have any other than your bottles of nutrients kind of thing. Yeah, so, is what you got basically. Yeah, exactly. So potentially it's easier to you know be stealthy with too, um, in some ways. Maybe yeah, not with noise, but uh, yeah, it's easier to be able to get rid of a bucket of water than it is fucking fifty liters of soil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I always just I, I use all my runoff on my outdoor plants, and everybody loves it. So I mean, it's not even suspicious. Yeah. I'm just feeding my plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I do. Big buckets. Because take them outside. You know, we say all the time, you know, you have to figure out which medium is best for you. And, you know, you make up your own mind if you want to try hydro or soil or which way you want to go. That's completely up to you. We're just trying to, you know, give you some information so you can make a a better informed decision when you come to make that choice. But all of these are good. You know, you you can grow in uh, hydro or soil. Just have to decide what's right for you, man. And hydro... You don't necessarily have to be there so much because you can automate it all. But the more automated it gets, the more expensive it is for that setup. Oh, yes. Yeah. Have <laughs> you so. seen some of the prices they've got on the mixes mm-hmm. and the pH mixes and things like that? I was looking at them. I'm thinking, Even for basic ah. shit, you know, it's just expensive. You put <laughs> It's like wedding. You put the word wedding or hydro and something and it doubles the fucking <laughs> yeah. price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cake is so much. Wedding cake is five times that. 
all rants, put rants in front of it. Mm. Oh, these days, yeah, with weed, yeah. Just <laughs> so we'll move on to different types of hydro as well, because, you know, those who don't know what we're talking about will be wondering what the fuck we are talking about. You know, so we mentioned the DWC at one point, which is deep water culture. And this is essentially when you're growing cannabis in big buckets of water, like 25, 30 liters of just water. Uh, you'll put an air stone in that and, you know, that will help bubble the water. You'll put your food, you know, your nutrients into this water too. And then the air stone will bubble up to the roots of the plant and the plant will just get all of its nutrients and water straight from there. And there's another one called uh, RDWC, which is recirculating deep water culture, where you have multiple pots linked up to each other with one main reservoir pushing nutrients in the water around the whole lot, and they'll just all flow around each other. So, And it's a great way to grow, man. It's a great way to grow. It's uh, mm-hmm. You produce massive fucking plants very quickly. And I, I enjoyed growing DWC. And the only reason why I really stopped was because of the uh, the... The, rump, the mumbling sound, the, you know, that vibrating sound from the air stones. Mm-hmm. That was a pain in the ass. The constant vibration. But, you know, mm-hmm. changing the reservoir was a bit of a pain in the ass when that came up because you want to keep your stuff clean as well. So every 10 days or so, you need to, you know, uh, take the buckets out, clean the buckets, make sure that there's no algae growing in there and all that kind of shit. Because another con, which we'll go back to, it's easier to get root rot when you're growing mm-hmm. in hydro as well. That's something you have mm-hmm. to be careful of. You need to keep the the water and the medium that they're growing in as sterile as possible. Now you're referring to the DWC. Uh, yeah, type for the DWC. Yeah, yeah. When right. you're growing in water. Yeah. You have to keep that shit sterile, man. I mean, some bacteria is good to have, but it's too easy to get the bad shit. Well, there's mm-hmm. a there's two different ways of looking at that. I mean, if you're going if you're in DWC running that, you can either run beneficial bacteria, which will help kill the bad stuff that's going to cause root rot or you can run mm-hmm. sterile by running hydrogen peroxide in the in your res yeah so you have no bacteria so you either have to run bene- beneficials or you have to run sterile yeah i mean it's too easy for those beneficials to change sides bro i don't you know, know. you, you don't we've give them a, enough air and they'll soon go back what he what he swears by bennies mm-hmm. that's all mm-hmm. he runs it's one of those you have to try for yourself and see how it works. Yeah, when I did yeah. it, it was just fucking easier. H2O2 in there just yeah, to make sure it's sterile, sterile it? and it, it yeah. worked well. So then we have ebb and flow, which is also known as flood and drain. And this is uh, anybody else, anyone who covered this? Anybody know what flood and drain is? I've never heard of it before. Okay. <laughs> I, have a, I have a rough idea. It's, I, you know, I've only read about it. I've never actually seen one of these. So, mm-hmm. you know, take my opinion or description with a huge block of salt, but yeah, it's essentially a table that it floods, you know, you have your, like Marge uh, described before the Rockwell cubes work well or other similar uh, medium, I guess you would call it with your plants in it. And the table is kind of like a, a basin like table that uh, just like it says floods with your nutrient solution the Rockwell cubes or whatever your plants are in, soak it up, uh, do their thing. And then the rest, the excess gets drained, either possibly to be recirculated or just as waste because the plants have, you know, taken what they've needed out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. You know, you just yeah. continue doing that, basically. Just fill up the bucket or the bath, whatever it is, you know, the, whatever container you are filling the nutrients with, you just fill it up. When it gets to the top, there's a little trigger that sets off uh, the draining bit. So 
you know, the trigger goes off and it drains out all the water again, and then that'll get recycled back in. It just goes round and round. But, you know, floods mm-hmm. and drains. That's why they call it flood and drain. Yeah. I, I like names like that, that are apt and descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> they seem yeah. to make sense, you know. So, exactly. um, then we have, uh, we, we spoke about them soilless mediums as well, and Marge mentioned Rockwell. Do you want to men- uh, talk about what Rockwell is there, Marge? Rockwell? I don't really know what it is. <laughs> you just buy it's... cubes, and then you put your, mm-hmm. your well, we used clones, yeah. we didn't use seeds, but you would just put the seeds in little mini Rockwell cubes, and it was something that was, you know, allow the water to easily drain, mm-hmm. but retain enough moisture to let the plants grow on them. Yeah. But, so I'm not rock, sure. It, oh, it is actually it's rock. Mm-hmm. It's a right. it's a mineral. It's it's fibrous rock. I don't know cool. how they make it, but yeah, it's it's essentially. I'm just I googled. I it always figure, think it's like made like you know how candy floss is, where they get the sugar, they heat it up and spin it around, and it flicks out in strands. Is yeah. that how they make? It's rock almost. Rock? It could it be like fiberglass mm-hmm. or something. It does. It says, seem yeah. to have that kind of texture. Mm-hmm. Actual yeah. rock will brand rock will says it's basalt and recycled slag. So. <gasps> Oh, this old slag. It's the old Sweet. slag. Yeah. <laughs> Rock candy floss. Okay. Yeah. So sorry, cotton candy. Okay, cotton candy. No, I get it. I know. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah, so um basalt and chalk put together, heated to a high temperature to form a lava, then cooled and turned into strands, and then chopped yeah, there into you small go. pieces. There we go. Yeah, so essentially yeah. cotton candy. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. You yeah. just buy packages of the stuff in all different sizes. Mm-hmm. and it's good shit you know it, it holds water really well lets in plenty of oxygen for the roots to get hold of so you know it's a it's a good medium to grow in man so uh and then we have um perlite as well which is perlite just loads of little white stones essentially which is it's made like from glass. volcanic glass that shit is yeah it's like glass mm-hmm. uh sponge glass almost mm-hmm. like real porous stuff yeah you've grown in pure oh, cocoa before haven't you in pure perlite before monkey um I did once just for the heck of it, in a micro, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I don't do it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just a perlite by itself doesn't hold a lot of water, so it has to be kept wet periodically. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those things you have to water it a lot more frequently than cocoa would. So I went back to cocoa. Yeah. Then we have cocoa fiber, which is one which we speak about often, and it's probably like the most popular medium when it comes to growing cannabis. At least it used to be. I think living soil is starting to really take hold and become something that's used more often nowadays but cocoa fiber used to be the one everybody grew in cocoa and that's uh like the husk of a coconut essentially right Bubba Hawk, do you want to cover that as you snuck sorry, out sorry bro i've got oh, no, just just as no i'm here but my dog's <laughs> gone off it's nutty out here for some reason um sorry where were we cocoa cocoa fiber do you, you want to describe what cocoa is Right. So essentially cocoa fiber is uh, basically the husk of, of a coconut that's um, stripped down, cut up, and then there's a couple of different ways you can get it. But usually, um, well, the way I get it, I get it in compressed brick um, and then you rehydrate it. And as, as you put water into it, it'll expand and take on that water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can mix it with things like perlite or whatever, or you can just use straight cocoa. I tend to mix it with with perlite. I find it, it gives a good balance of drainage as well as water retention. So you see, some people do that, but I, I always think that cocoa is perfect on its own. There's no need to add uh, perlite or anything like that. Just use the straight up yeah. cocoa, Quaman. On both yeah. ways, man. But I, I think 
if I had to rate it, I think my plants are happier with the perlite. Yeah, yeah I, I just find it, it it opens up the yeah. the medium a little more. Uh -huh. It just gives a, a little bit more aeration through the medium and chance for those roots to really spread out. If, if you're using just straight cocoa, I'm not saying it's wrong. You know, I mean, plenty of people do it and plenty of people are quite successful in straight cocoa, but you tend to get over time, especially more peat coming through as that cocoa breaks down, as it's, mm. you know, as everything's moving through it. So then you, you can, you can have issues with breathability around the root system for that. So mm -hmm. that's, that's why I use cocoa uh, perlite with my cocoa, but um, again, that's, it really comes down to personal preference for that because you are more than, more than able to just run straight cocoa and get, you know, similar, mm -hmm. if not exactly the same results. And then we have one more clay pebbles is the one which gets used sometimes as well, which is them little orange, uh, hydroton. Yeah. Yeah. Hydroton. It's also known as too. Yeah. You, people just fill apart with that and then let the roots of the plant grow into that as well. So that, and yeah. all of these are hydroponic mediums, which means they are void of nutrients. They have no nutrients in them whatsoever, like a soil would. So when you plant into any of these kind of mediums, then you need to add your food with it straight away. A small EC, a low EC of uh, A and B usually. And uh, then pH it at 5.8 and feed the plant and you'll be good to go from there. Pretty uh, much. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the soilless mediums, but then you have like the DWC and the ebb and flow, which are, which are more um, just water-based mediums. Uh, then we, we have aeroponics as well. This is an interesting one, aeroponics. I mean, is, uh, is it that even considered hydroponics or is aeroponics a thing among, uh, upon itself, you know? But this is when the, the roots of the plants are going to be sprayed with a mist, which has got the nutrients in it. So uh, aeroponics is definitely an interesting one. I've never tried it. It's going to take more gear in it to have something that constantly pumps and sprays nutrients mm -hmm. onto the roots. I think it's going and to again, be yes, going to be a situation where you you really don't want to lose power during your grow with this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because your roots will be exposed, and if you're not pumping, spraying on them constantly, they will dry out quick and it will die. Mm -hmm. Just that simple. Then we have NFT which is another type of uh, hydroponic growing with nutrient film technique mm -hmm. is, uh, is what it's uh, properly known as. This is, any, anybody want to explain what this is, TG? Do you know what NFT is? Um, you know, I can't say that I do. I know I've heard the term, but I don't actually know what it means or how it's run. So, Monkey? Not me. I think this is kind of what Artman's doing these days over at Percy's. Right. Uh, it, it's a, a modified uh, hydroponic thing. Basically, your, your, your roots will grow out of the bottom of the pot and across a tray. Mm -hmm. Periodically, the tray is, is a, a film of water is pumped across the tray and the roots absorb it, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, uh, you, you're basically letting the roots grow on a flat surface that will be periodically flooded and give the roots what they need. Yeah. Uh, that's essentially what it is, isn't it? Pretty much. I mean, that's, I mean, Art Band has been doing this ever since he's been at Percy's, the only one I've seen do it mm -hmm. and does pretty well with it. That's it. But again, it's more equipment, you know, more pumps, more air stones, all this different shit. So, in my personal opinion, if you want to grow hydro, growing cocoa, you know, cocoa is the shit, man. That seems to be the best way. It's, you're going to have the less amount of equipment needed if you, mm -hmm. if, if you want to approach a hydroponic media, that's going to be the easiest. And most, uh, I'm not say f completely foolproof, but the, the least amount of error involved would be cocoa. Mm -hmm. You know, 
if if you forget to water it one day, your plant's not going to die. And you can still forget, feed it a shitload if you use like because you used a dripper system before when you were doing your micro oh, micro grows. Yeah. yeah, my micros when I'm get them into into flower when the nutrient demand is high, basically one drop every ten seconds into the micro for the entire life of the plant. So you really can't overwater it. The water just passes right through the media, mm-hmm. and the plant loves it. Yeah, man. So there's a lot of different kinds of hydroponics there that we've just discussed. And I, I mean, we could go into more detail in each individual one, but we could do an, like an episode of each one. But, uh, I don't know. We need somebody who specifically grows in each one of these mediums to come and tell us about how they do things. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. You know, we can't yeah, do I it drew, all. So I, I, don't, I don't feel like, you know, we, we do outreach. I do outreach here in the in the city and stuff. And when I talk to people, generally, hydro isn't something people really think about too much anymore. Mm-hmm. I think this the living soil, like uh, like Billy was saying, there is kind of like you know, for lack of a better term, the hype right now. Everybody's into it for good reason. You know, yeah, there's yeah. ecological and environmental reasons, and it's just it's it seems like more natural um, in terms of growing. You know. Um, like I was saying earlier in the chat there, I like the, the reason I do living soil is a few different reasons, mainly because it's for me in my situation, it's easy to maintain, but it also, I feel like simulates like mother nature as best, at least as best as I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of let the plant do what it needs to do with what it needs to do at that time kind of thing, rather than having it wait, you know, like, like it does with hydro. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like, you know, I just from a hippie kind of spiritual or some shit, kind of like that perspective. It just feels more natural or something. But but it's more available uh, to it as well when you're growing in living soil. It yeah, lots of different things, man. When it's natural as possible, yeah. it just I don't know. I mean, like like we said before, though, the like I've smoked amazing hydro and amazing living soil and everything in between. So it's it's really about the talent of the grower who's doing it. But um, yeah, hydro is uh. I don't know. I just, you don't see it too much. Maybe I'm just, maybe that's me because I'm that's a time to change it, man. People are becoming more conscious of how they grow. You know, a hydroponic isn't the uh, most environmentally friendly way you can grow. If you can just make some compost in your back garden, you know, locally mm-hmm. source everything and make yeah. your living soil, then that's definitely the best way, man. Uh, I know commercial space, hydroponic is still, you know, very, very popular yeah. because it's easy, you know, yeah. on, on scale. Exactly. That, that is something that I yeah. don't think, you know, the craft, and this is a whole different topic, but like the craft producers will be able to do living soil because like Monkey said, to scale up, you kind of have to get into these other things because mm-hmm. it's really, it gets cost prohibitive to have giant fucking beds of shit. And, and yeah, so maybe in the future or maybe after the industry develops a little bit, but yeah, at, at the, the way it goes right now is cocoa and just bottled newts, um, you know, that kind of stuff or straight up hydro like with mm-hmm. aeroponics rock wool i've seen a lot of rock wool grows yeah. it's a lot yeah, rarer than sure. it used to be and hydro used to be everywhere but it's, it's rarer than it used to be for sure you think it maybe did creep up i know it started in like holland you know back in the 80s um when they they first really because holland is uh known for just plant growing in general right and mm-hmm. i think a lot of the weed growers there um you know the old school the old like the original ogs of of amsterdam and stuff 
yeah, they they needed to move inside, and then hydro became kind of the only thing because living soil really wasn't a thing. That theory hadn't come around yet, and so this seemed like the best way to do it indoors, and it it was, you know, it mm-hmm. produced some amazing weed. You listen to music, you know, lots of uh, rap music and stuff, hip hop. They talk about hydro, you know, that's that's a synonym for top quality shit. Mm-hmm. Um, reggae too, so yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Times are changing, I guess. So but, you good know, for it, me. It just take more maintenance as well if you're doing this kind of thing. If you're going into hydroponic mediums, especially if you're going for the full water hydro, not just cocoa and shit, then it takes more maintenance to keep all the equipment clean. Uh, because mold can grow in there, algae can grow in there. You got to make sure that the the shit stays clean, mm-hmm. and that can be a chore as well. You know, pumps can get blocked. If you if you say for example if you're doing some aeroponics and you got something missed in the plants, after a while they can get salt build up on there and they can become blocked. So you have to keep them clean. Air stones they can get all, all dirty as well with algae growing on those. Sometimes they can get caught up in the roots and they'll stop uh, letting the air bubbles out of them. So the roots ain't getting the bubbles they're supposed to get. That can be an issue too. So you know you all they all have their own pros and cons when you pick each different medium and shit. But, just have to choose which is best for you. Cocoa seems to be a good way to go if you're trying to decide on which way of hydro you want to go. But, you know, again, just yeah. pick what's right like, for you, man. Like Childrich said there, too, if you've got a big fish farm, aquaponics is the way to go, right? Mm-hmm. Aquaponics yeah. is cool. Cotonponics, Mr. Steve knows all about that. That's yeah. Uh, And, yeah, it's just a really cool thing because then you can eat the tilapia, too. But uh, like I said, a lot of that is like here in Canada, I was just saying there's some aquaponically grown ghost train haze that's available on my medical platform for 15 bucks a gram. That shit, man. It's not that good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it can be marketing things, too. You know, it's like you can talk about how organic and bullshit that it is. Like if that's what you're into, if you are, then fuck you because you're in marketing and fuck you. But (laughs) That's right. You I know, think uh, next week's show we can cover soil next, the different types of soil, you know, from living super soil to your standard dead. bagging soil and potting mix and all these different things. Dirt. Yeah, just dirt, dirt just the back, back garden dirt. where you've left God a pile damn. of dog shit for a while, you know? Just disgusting shit yeah. dirt, yeah. Cow pats. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's not much more offensive to a soil grower than calling it dirt. I think mm-hmm. I hope that was uh, came across Billy. I hear you, Billy. Yeah, you, you, unless you, this is going to be your soil brand, isn't it? Are you speaking about that yet? Or is that a secret? No, I mean, no, no, it's not a secret. Not anymore. I've been you know mulling. Oops. Yeah, well, I say if anybody wants to buy it, fucking hit me up. I got lots of super soil. Don't call Sweet. it dirt. That's that's what I call it. But uh, it's not super dirt. No, that's super, dirt. <laughs> super dirty, like, like super Christina dirty. Aguilera. Oh lord! I don't have the. <laughs> I don't quite have all the metrics in place yet in terms of uh, logistics and shit. But yeah, eventually, mm-hmm. you know, it'll it'll be offered individually as a soil thing as well as part of a, a pack, a bigger package of learning to grow kind of shit. So, but yeah, I mean the recipes on on Percy's if anybody wants to try it out because it's it does work really good I'm I'm not just promoting myself like a dick uh that's why I use it you know I don't fuck around so but yeah, we'll get into that next next episode so we don't next episode we'll do soil mm, I like soil. so so Marjorie was saying that I was just agreeing with them because I too got TG's 
super soil recipe off of Percy's grow room and have been using it much to the benefit of my cannabis plants. So Sweet. go on yeah. over there, find it. Yeah. Use a search box. It's right there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So we'll quickly cover some of these listener questions before we finish things up. We have one from Billy Bonds, which we had a few from Billy Bonds, but of course, as usual with Billy Bonds, I've had to leave a few of them out. Billy, control yourself, bro. <laughs> uh, could you do a hydro setup in the bath? Yes, you could. No, not specifically in the bath, because that would insinuate you're talking about your specific bath. You know, you're still going to need a bath, bro. So you can do it in a bath. It's just a bath is essentially a big bucket, man. You could put a couple of plants over the top of that and use that as a big bucket. You could yeah, even but do then the you have to drain. shield the root from light and everything like that. It could mm -hmm. be done, but it's not going to be easy. That's right. You know, it's just going to take some extra setting up, but it can be done. You can definitely grow a plant in the bath if that's what you wanted to do. And it'd be a beast of a plant too. <laughs> take over that bathroom. Mm-hmm. One here from I'm Sparky. With all the necessary equipment for hydro, pumps, chillers, plumbing, etc., as well as potential for going awry, don't know what that word is, uh, root rot, power failures, extra, awry, maybe that's what he's trying to say. Mm -hmm. uh, what are the advantages that make this a viable option that offsets the costs? Monkey, you want to take that one away? Well, <laughs> you can't. You can't give a, a reason for going hydro without saying yield. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, hydro is a high yielding media once you get it dialed in. I don't care if you're going with uh, cocoa or if you're going all the way to DWC, the plants just grow fast. Mm -hmm. And yes. you, because you can push as hard as you want to, you can also fatten them up if you know what you're doing and, and take your time and you know, we'll be careful with them. So yeah, it, it, it does uh, take a little bit of equipment sometimes, things like that. But the thing is your yield, if, if you're looking for a media that you're absolutely trying to maximize your yield, seems like hydroponics is, is one of the ways that you're gonna get there. Mm. Cannabis foie gras, that's how I always think about it is foie gras for cannabis. Just fucking jam that shit in the stock. You know? Pretty much is what you're doing with hydro. Yeah, I mean, you're basically seeing how much, you're monitoring the plant, seeing how much it can take and you mm -hmm. push it to as hard as you possibly can and you back off a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. You don't really do that in soil too much. Yeah, man. It's like just ramming it down the plant's neck. So like, well, you want more? Here's more. Eat, eat. <laughs> I don't do that too much anymore. I've actually kind of I backed off. I kind of give it, give it everything at once, but I don't try and stuff it full. Mm -hmm. um, I think the cannabis plant's a little happier when I do it that way. Yeah, man. Oh, less is always more. It's always better to yeah, eat yeah. less, you know. Keep the plant <laughs> happy. Don't stuff its face. Less is more. That's good. Less is Sorry, more. I was just. There's a guitar player called Ingve Malmsteen, and he's famously quoted in an interview talk because he plays really, really fast, and he's mm -hmm. like, "Fuck, less is not more. More is more." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's true. But anyway, uh, the yeah. silences in between the notes are just as important as the notes <laughs> as well. I absolutely. <laughs> agree with you there in music silence speaks volumes mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. oh Yngwie is yeah i don't know he's a neoclassical you should listen to him he's really good actually neoclassical guitar like played right, like cool. Bach and beethoven and shit cool but anyway yeah. Yeah, but anyway tension tin more is more more yes, is more, more. With, with hydro I, I would say that with <laughs> soil too you don't want to like sometimes I, I run into issues with more being more because there's like too much Mm -hmm. of something because i didn't mix it properly or some shit so yeah gotta be careful so yeah and uh, you know uh, how would we 
you try and persuade yourself to say that it was a viable option, choosing hydro over soil. It's like maybe this would just work better for you. You know, mm-hmm. just try and experiment and see what's good for you. See what mm-hmm. works well. Some people like that because with hydro, you you're in full control of what the plant's getting and what's available to the plant, and it's pretty much growing by numbers. If you can just keep track of that shit, then you know exactly what your plant needs. You know exactly what it wants, and you're able to provide it, which isn't the case sometimes in soil. You know, you can get a deficiency in the soil and not know about it for a couple of weeks until it's too late and there's already problems being caused to the plant. You know, and again, the whole bugs thing, you, you much, if you're growing in a bucket of water, you're less likely to see bugs running around the place. Mm-hmm. You know? So, true. you know, just try and figure out what works best for you. That's, that's what we always like to suggest. We, we don't like to say that one is better than the other or anything like that. You got to figure out what's best for you. Let's twisted member for 10 months, YouTube member for 10 months. Nice twisted. Damn, 10 months. That's a long time, man. Hmm. Crazy. What are you saying, monkey? Sorry. I was going to say, I've smoked some really excellent hydro weed and I've smoked some excellent soil grown weed. So Mm -hmm. I would say it's like TG has said many times, the skill of the grower is is probably way more important than the media you're using. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So knowing what you're doing and and doing it. Doing what you're coming. You can learn anything, but like, you know, there's a bit of instinct. I'm comfortable with soil. So I've, you know, I've never, I want to try hide or cocoa, but it's like, I just, I'm, I don't know. I do what I do well. So I don't ever see the reason to. It's more work for sure. It's the same way I feel about cocoa. You know, it does well for me. And and yeah, I could try soil, but Mm -hmm. this is working. I will. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's kind of where I'm going, man. If somebody sends me some shit like cocoa and nutrients, I'll I'll definitely fucking use it, but I ain't gonna pay for it. That's all, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I've taken the cocoa now and I started using a more of a syngenics type uh, program with it, adding microbes into the cocoa, and you yeah, know you can, cool. you can really experiment with things like that and get mm-hmm. some really new, interesting results. You know, compost teas and JDAM JDAM stuff and uh, lactobacillus just hit it. And it works. So we have one, another one from Filmy Bowls. And this is the only one from Phil this week. So Phil, he says, which system has less of a planet footprint? I think it means carbon footprint. And uh, which is more beneficial to the cannabis plant, aquaponics or hydroponics? Anybody want to take that away? No. (laughs) (laughs) I was just smoking, sorry. Well, if, if you um, if carbon footprint is going to be a big concern or something that you're thinking about a lot when you're growing, then going for living soil, making your own compost in the back garden, get some worms, make some vermi compost and shit like that. That's going to be the best way, man. You know, the sandbox said there in the sun, outdoor with the sun and rain, that for sure, natural as possible. You know, just plant the yeah, thing outdoor. outside and let that go. Right. But, yeah. Outdoor is the easiest, the most, mm-hmm. the, the smallest carbon footprint for sure. And then when you get right. into hydroponics. I feel like you use oh. a lot of a lot of water that way too. Mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, and a lot There's of salt-based lot. nutrients that get it, they do get into the water system eventually. You know, they trickle down the drain, right. and uh, you know, if you're pouring it down the drain, which you shouldn't do, you should use it on your crops outside, preferably. But some people don't have that option, you know, so and it gets poured also, away. Get sorry, much. No, the carbon footprint of just having to travel to go get your newts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's what i was going to mention is it's a lot more it's a pretty nuanced question because even organic nutrients you know people love their bat guano 
but they don't harvest that in North America. You know, that's either right. comes from South America or fucking Indonesia or the Philippines. So I hope that it was on a, you know, biodiesel boat on the way over here because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, <laughs> yeah. or, or maybe yeah. your power that you like me here in Saskatchewan, I grow as organic and local blah, blah, blah as I can. But that doesn't change the fact that the power that I use comes from burning the shit out of natural gas and coal, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's something to consider too. But you know that that applies i guess to both so yeah it's, I don't know if it's a, like you heard you're saying to each other i mean there's no really one answer on this one is there it, so, it depends on yeah. your situation again yeah, like, yeah, yeah if you want to choose engine. a cocoa medium that uses le- the least amount of um carbon as possible i would say cocoa is going to be your best bet because you don't have to have that extra yeah. energy consumption on pumps and shit like that you'll in that use case less i would go with well. the, with the brick cocoa compressed brick cocoa because it's going to mm-hmm. be cheaper to ship that a fuel cost yeah. to ship that stuff yeah and then keep it to a very base nutrients on cocoa but you know it's probably it's soil but you know it's it's a very like specific question depending on the yeah. situation mm-hmm. if you're if you're ordering soil I would have to think the carbon footprint shipping 50 pound bags of soil is horrible. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. Yeah, well. So, you know, always try and source locally. That's the best thing you can do. By all means. Mm-hmm. And with cocoa, I mean, I'm reusing it, um, rebuffering it, reusing it, trying to get as much as I can out of it, you know. But try and think yeah. of it like this as well. When you're growing these plants, just by growing the plants, you're taking carbon out of the atmosphere. So, it's all yep. good, bro. Grow your plants. Don't worry about <laughs> that too much. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I know we should all make a conscious effort to reduce our carbon footprint and shit. It's a responsibility that we all have. But, you know, grow your plants if you want to grow your plants, man. Don't worry about that shit too much. Well, yeah. do do the best you can, because, like, especially if you're buying on the black market, there's a good chance that whoever you're buying it from, wherever they're getting it, isn't doing the best that they can. Mm. I can say that for a lot of companies in Canada, even the lead companies especially, there's a lot of good ones. The company I work for, for example, we compost all of our waste, but there's a lot, a lot of companies that do not do that. And so, you know, vote with your dollar kind of thing too. And home growing is, is the best thing you can do, but then hydro versus, yeah, it, it really it, it depends on your situation, I think. But we've got one more to quickly get the, well there's two more because there's one from the chat uh can uh, from this this from improper weed viking can an auto flower re-veg uh i'm going to say no but I, I might be incorrect on that i wouldn't think they could they have a certain life cycle a, a certain lifespan i've never thought of that question mm-hmm. before yeah. it's an interesting one right probably because it's probably impossible yeah but i don't know yeah or, or maybe probably not because that's that's what an autoflower is an autoflower right yeah that's what i'm but, thinking yeah. but probably there's exceptions like everything so mm. so after oh. a certain amount of weeks does it just go back to veg again you know and then repeat know. the cycle interesting my autos just die i can say that mm. i did mm. i let mine both die outside today because i let them go for four weeks too long and they just died <laughs> <laughs> it's but, gonna be hormones released and all that lot. shit isn't it it's what plants do they produce their seed and they, they die Mm. Yeah, or they die alone with no kids like these ones. Exactly. Yeah, with no seeds. <laughs> and speaking trying. of that, uh, we got the last question here from B Mooney. Uh, remove a seed from bud while it's forming to save energy, or just leave them in. Uh, don't fuck with the buds, man. Just let the seeds grow. When you're going in there and you're poking in the buds, if you damage one of the, you know, like some of the plant matter, and mold spores get in there, it's gonna go rotten, man. Just don't yeah. fuck with your buds. Leave them be. 
even if they are yeah. growing seeds. Yeah, and I don't think if you find like a seed here and there, it's that bad. Yeah. It's fine. There's some bro, bro science to say that seeds stimulate more resin, but you didn't hear that here. <laughs> That's definitely bro science then, right? Because I, I would assume that the, when the plant's spending so much energy on making seeds and the fact that it's yeah, already I mean, pollinated, it doesn't need to do any of that producing yeah, yeah. nice terpenes and shit. Yeah, you're right. Specifically, I, I think there was a few seeds, you know, like, mm -hmm. but no, not if it's fully seeded, I would not recommend. I mean, it'll still produce lots of resin, but not very much matter that you can smoke that resin off of. So anyway, yeah. Tink said the only reason to use auto flowers I can see is to grow outdoor grows. Like autos are badass, man, indoors or outdoors. They're great plants. They're nice space fillers in around your photo period plants. My autos yeah. are just as big as my photos, man. Mm -hmm. Just and it's just getting them going early. It's all it is with autos. You don't have much time to play around. Autos are kind of a malleable term too. You know, some autos you can they're semi-auto right they grow for a while longer and then they start like the one i have outside mm -hmm. it's an auto it's not it doesn't give a fuck about the sun it's just massive now and uh yeah certain Sorry, ones man. will um they've, they've come a long way it's not just the lowriders sure. anymore autos are the so, shit i love autos nothing wrong, wrong with lowrider that's fucking classic mm -mm. but you know classic it's small very small good for stealthy grows mm, good for a lot of things i do like them for outdoor too I mean, to his point, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they are good for outdoor. Uh, yeah, the seed companies love autos because you can't clone them. Very true. Mm -hmm. Very true. But you can make auto seeds. <laughs> Very easily, yes. Yeah, get on that yep. shit. But that's, that. a, that's all the questions we have for this week. And we've covered just about everything we need to cover with hydroponics. If you have any questions that you'd like us to, uh, I don't know, uh, elaborate further on any of the, the topics that we've covered in the grow guides here, then obviously you can find yourself at persysgrowroom.com. Sign up to the forum. You can ask questions there. So just start a thread. It's nice and easy and it's 100% free, but yes, two minutes to 420. So we'll move on to the outro screen here and mm. enjoy a hit on 420. Let's do that. It's my 420 actually. There we go, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. If you need any help at all, then you can just pop over to Percy's, sign up. It's all 100% free. You can start a thread and there'll be lots of people over there who are more than happy to answer any questions you might have. It would also help massively if you could share the show on social media, but no pressure. Only do that if you can. So we just appreciate you being here, downloading and listening to the show. Thank you very much for that. In the meantime, it's Friday, so the weekend is here. Make sure you have a good weekend, and we'll catch you on Sunday for the live show up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash highonhomegrown. I hope to see you there on the live show Sunday night at 9 o'clock UK time. Yeah, so that's it. Have a good weekend. Again, if you have any questions, visit Percy's, and we'll see you on Sunday for the live show. Stay high, everybody. See you in a bit. Goodbye. Goodbye.